Good morning, I'm Nathan and this is Word in Motion. James 1 compares someone who hears the word and does not act to a man who looks in a mirror and immediately forgets what he saw. But the one who looks and perseveres, it says, being no hearer who forgets but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. This is a pod for looking in the mirror each day, seeing our imperfect selves and making one change each day to live and love as God intended. Happy Monday. Paul has appealed to Caesar, if you remember from last Thursday, but the governor Festus doesn't even know what to tell Caesar about him. So he asks the visiting King Agrippa to hear Paul's testimony and offer input. Let's pick it up right where we left off, Acts 26, starting in verse 1. So Agrippa said to Paul, you have permission to speak for yourself. Then Paul stretched out his hand and made his defense. I consider myself fortunate that it is before you, King Agrippa, I am going to make my defense today against all the accusations of the Jews, especially because you are familiar with all the customs and controversies of the Jews. Therefore, I beg you to listen to me patiently. My manner of life from my youth, spent from the beginning among my own nation and in Jerusalem, is known by all the Jews. They have known for a long time, if they are willing to testify, that according to the strictest party of our religion, I have lived as a Pharisee. And now I stand here on trial because of my hope in the promise made by God to our fathers, to which our twelve tribes hope to attain, as they earnestly worship night and day. And for this hope I am accused by Jews, O King. Why is it thought incredible by any of you that God raises the dead? Verse 9, I myself was convinced that I ought to do many things in opposing the name of Jesus of Nazareth, and I did so in Jerusalem. I not only locked up many of the saints in prison after receiving authority from the chief priests, but when they were put to death, I cast my vote against them. And I punished them often in all the synagogues and tried to make them blaspheme, and in raging fury against them, I persecuted them even to foreign cities. In this connection, I journeyed to Damascus with the authority and commission of the chief priests. At midday, O king, I saw on the way a light from heaven brighter than the sun that shone around me, those who journeyed with me. And when we had all fallen to the ground, I heard a voice saying to me in the Hebrew language, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is hard for you to kick against the goads. And I said, Who are you, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But rise and stand upon your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, to anoint you as a servant and witness to the things in which you have seen me, and to those in which I will appear to you, delivering you from your people and from the Gentiles, to whom I am sending you, to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Verse 19, Therefore, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision, but declared first to those in Damascus, then in Jerusalem, and throughout all the region of Judea, and also to the Gentiles, that they should repent and turn to God, performing deeds in keeping with their repentance. For this reason the Jews seized me in the temple and tried to kill me. To this day I have had the help that comes from God, and so I stand here testifying both to small and great, saying nothing but what the prophets and Moses said would come to pass that the Christ must suffer, and that by being the first to rise from the dead, he would proclaim light both to our people and to the Gentiles. Verse 24, And as he was saying these things in his defense, Festus said with a loud voice, Paul, you are out of your mind. Your great learning is driving you out of your mind. But Paul said, I am not out of my mind, most excellent Festus, but I am speaking true and rational words. For the king knows about these things, and to him I speak boldly. For I am persuaded that none of these things has escaped his notice, for this has not been done in a corner. King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know that you believe. And Agrippa said to Paul, In a short time would you persuade me to be a Christian? 
And Paul said, Whether short or long, I would to God that not only you, but also all who hear me this day might become such as I am, except for these chains. Then the king arose, and the governor and Bernice, and those who were sitting with them. And when they had withdrawn, they said to one another, This man is doing nothing to deserve death or imprisonment. And Agrippa said to Festus, This man could have been set free if he had not appealed to Caesar. I want to revisit one moment in this epic presentation from Paul. Verse 28. Agrippa said to Paul, In a short time would you persuade me to be a Christian? In verse 29, Paul said, Whether short or long, I would to God that not only you, but also all who hear me this day might become such as I am except for these chains. Yes! is the answer. Whether long or short, yes, I want you to be a Christian as a follower of Christ, identified with Christ. Why? This is an increasingly unpopular position in the world today. The world today tells us, you do your thing and let me do mine. But Matthew 7 says, broad is the way that leads to destruction. Narrow is the way that leads to life. John 14 says, no one comes to the Father except through Christ. Paul is not backing down here. Whether short or long, I would to God that not only you, but everyone who hears me would follow Christ. I've referenced before on the podcast the magician Penn Gillette, part of Penn and Teller, and he's a noted atheist, and he said once, he doesn't respect Christians who don't share their faith because they believe he is going to hell, and they believe they can prevent that, and they don't. His question that sticks in my head to this day, how much do you have to hate someone to see a truck coming towards them and allow it to hit them without trying to save them? Here's my question for you today. Who needs Jesus in your life? Who has a truck headed their way and you can see it and they can't, but to this point, fear of embarrassment or shame has kept you quiet. Self-doubt has kept you quiet. Consider maybe that God put that person in your life on purpose. That he put you on this street corner at this moment to push this person out of the way. Let me suggest today, everyone should have a list of three names who you are intentionally both praying for and looking for opportunities to share with. What three people in your life can you be praying for and intentionally looking to share with? Make a list, write it down, put it in your reminders, put it... Somewhere you're going to see it every day and dedicate yourself to keeping them from getting hit by an eternal truck. Let me pray for you. God, give us boldness. We need you to give us the words. We need you to drive us to make disciples. We need you to give us the desperation, the urgency to make disciples before it's too late, God. Thank you for this incredible mission. Thank you for this incredible responsibility, Lord. Give us the endurance the boldness, the courage, the strength, the wisdom to fulfill it. Thank you for using us, God. Prepare us for the challenges that come with this mission. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm Nathan. This is Word in Motion. Have a great day.